Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my ex-evangelical friends, Jason Dedeker, join me, a born and raised atheist, to have some drinks and read the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, what are you excited about today? I'm excited about trying out a new intro. <laughs> yeah, that was a new <laughs> yeah, intro. Yeah, I don't know, because you kind of, honestly, you put heavy emphasis on the ex, which is true. We are ex-evangelical, but then for some reason, my brain hopped to like... We're my ex-friends, Jason Dedeker. <laughs> my ex-friends. That's that's not true at all. Don't worry. You're not my ex-friends. Just wait till the end of this book and we'll see. We'll see if we make it. Oh, no, I'm you just definitely kidding. will. No. I don't know. We're trying it out. We're trying out some beginnings. Maybe people can comment in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship group and let us know about the intro. I don't know. I don't know. It's fun to try things, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're pretty far into this bibble, so we might as well try some new things here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's good, exactly. and like we have been joking from the beginning, like maybe by the time we get through the whole Bible, maybe that will change to my evangelical friends. Uh, oh boy! Like, literally, okay. I said that out loud, and like my eye twitched. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what that's what some people who I have talked to this to about this show have hoped for me mm. not that i would become ex-evangelical yeah. but that i would become evangelical in any sense <laughs> right because <laughs> i have never been evangelized in so they're any hoping sense. that right now you're pre-evangelical oh there it oh, is yeah mm-hmm. there it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah yep. Love it. <laughs> Maybe that's um, how you could introduce yourself to your more hardcore Christian friends. Is you're like I'm pre-evangelical right now, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not quite there yet. There's potential. We'll see how things go. <laughs> but I am reading the entire Bible from front to back. But the uh, caveat there is that I'm drinking while doing it. So right, right. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was I was just talking with someone yesterday about this show and. He, like many other people, shared with me, he's like, yeah, it sounds really interesting, but I don't know if I could listen to it because it's still a little too soon for me in my like journey from being <laughs> too you know, very serious evangelical Christian. That, like For him, it was too soon. And I was telling him, I'm like, you know, it's funny because we get people kind of, whether they're Christian or not kind of swing to one extreme or the other either like oh my gosh i love this idea it's so fun it's a way to like get to read the bible in a way that's fun and actually insightful while not being so serious and not trying to like teach anything about it Uh or on the other side whether they're christian or atheist of like something about it makes me uncomfortable Mm. interesting and it's it's really interesting that we made this show that's kind of weirdly polarizing but not along religious lines. Yeah, not the way that you would think that it would be polarizing. So it's either uncomfortable because they're reading the Bible in any sense, maybe to an atheist is just like makes them feel uncomfortable or people have this residual like kind of guilt 
involved with the Bible and with their like ex upbringing or whatever or their current upbringing, and it's difficult for them to want to like go and yes. read the Bible while inebriated and maybe make fun of it. Yeah, is that I think what, what I'm what you're getting at? With, okay, with both of those. Yeah, definitely. My huh. um, atheist friends that I have talked to who don't listen to the show, that is more the thing of like anything even remotely validating of Christianity. It makes them uncomfortable. Um, right. Yeah, which is which is fascinating to me because I'm like, huh. I would think of all things, you'd be more comfortable with the fact that we're taking it not very seriously. You know, yeah, right. So yeah. it has been surprising. But yeah, but That's then it's true. also interesting on the positive side, where you know people who are Christian who listen to it are like, wow, like this is finally giving me insights that's like enhancing my faith. Huh. And then there's other people who are like, wow, this is a good laugh because I'm totally atheist and it's just fun to like or, understand the stories without yeah. having to also have someone preach to me while I'm listening to them. Right. We have also gotten reviews from people who identify as atheists who are like, you know what? I'm atheist, but I have always felt like I should read the Bible just so I have mm. a sense of what right. I'm going up against or what I'm rejecting. And this is a really helpful way to to consume it. So yeah. we, we attract all types of weirdos. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, you we all are just those like types of weirdos. Exactly. You all just kind of dragged me into this. I didn't think that I should or shouldn't. I was oh. like, I probably never will. And then you were like, no, we're doing this. So here we are. Well, Which you is know, good. I'm glad. I'm very glad that we're doing it now. It was a great idea. That is something I have noticed that people who have been atheist basically their whole life usually yeah. are more like you, Emily, are kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's the yeah. people who were Christian and are now atheist are are more often the ones who are like, I don't want to give this any more time than I have. No, totally. Yeah. Like my partner's very upset that we have like two Bibles in the house now. He's like, wait, get those (laughs) out of here. And I'm like, listen, I, they were gifts and we used one for a photo shoot. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to like give them away. It's fine. It has my name embossed on it, embossed on it. Okay. I can understand that though. Cause when I first left the Christian church and this was like decades ago, you know, I definitely went through a period of a few years where I just, in order to detoxify and cleanse it out of my system, I really had to swing the opposite way, hmm. you know, and just like hmm. want absolutely nothing to do with it and not really talk about it other than in negative terms, you know, and, and it has taken probably like 15 years at least for me to get to a place where I can hmm. record a silly podcast about it. Um, well, here you are. That's yeah. great. You know, even getting through all my own religious PTSD and trauma and some people aren't there yet and will never be there. And that's also okay too. Well, so where are we uh where are we reading today? We're in the last two episodes of the Book oh of Judges. Goodness. And we did Samson last week. Yeah, we that did Samson. Fun. That was a fun time. What were your yeah. favorite parts of the Samson story, Emily? I had no idea the lion thing happened at all. Mm. I really was just going off of the Regina Spector song, which, <laughs> as we talked about, was completely grossly inaccurate. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, he brought the columns down. I didn't know that his eyes were poked out. I didn't know all that stuff happened, that she mm. basically betrayed him, all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I that was exciting. I was sad that he killed a lion, but I also was like, wow, this is something that they don't teach you. Yeah. In non-Sunday school forums. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that lion story. And and thinking about it now, I'm like, why didn't everyone think this was just gross as it a was. kid? It was. What, the honey it out gross. of the lion? It's real gross. It's soups gross. Like, yeah. you see a carcass of a dead lion that has a beehive in it. What possesses Ew. you to be like, 
first of all, stick your hand in a beehive in the first place, even if it's outside of a lion carcass. <laughs> and then second of all, to be like, this is great. Like, are you really that hungry and deprived of calories? Maybe you are. But but also, I just remember as a kid, you know, because like so many of these things, the adults are presenting it as like, yeah, this is normal. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, 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 okay. All right. All right. It's normal. Yeah, great. That's Honey a from point. a lion. How clever. That's a great point. I have no, I, it is not normal. I'm just going to say it's not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Emily, you're feeling a little bit sick today, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Just uh, <laughs> don't know what I got—some sort of chest cold thing. So if you hear some mild coughs in the distance, that's me trying to suppress them. But uh, got a show to do next week, so we're going to try to get this out of the body in in quick fashion. So yeah, I yeah. was I was thinking about you, and if you were to have to take any cough syrup, the Dedeker did discover that putting lime into it. Somehow makes it delicious. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Potentially. that. Potentially, that's. Disgusting. I don't know if I want us to encourage people to make cocktails out of their cold medicine. <laughs> Did you just say that that thing tasted like cold medicine, yes. or was yeah, it actually yeah. okay? It just tasted okay, thank like you. it. I was not Gracious. mainlining cold medicine, not on that day anyway. Wow. Uh, anyway, speaking of what, yeah, what are we actually drinking? Uh, I'm just having yet another Sun Cafe special. Um, some rosé that they were getting rid of. It's amazing. They were there was just like this entire case of this freaking rosé, and they were like, "Have added everyone." So I took three bottles. Finally, on the last one, just a little bit. Even though I'm sick, I'm like, you know what? I need something, something nice in my life right now. <laughs> so when I'm like coughing up my lungs, so I'm uh, enjoying a little bit of rosé, and it's quite lovely. Mm. Nice. How about y'all? Uh, I'm- I'm actually just drinking some mint tea today because I'm Ooh. having some stomach issues myself. So mint tea I don't will wanna, help that. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to add any alcohol to that. So yeah. that makes well, sense. I'm um, fighting off malaria by having a gin and tonic wow. today. <laughs> oh, because of the limes? No, no because of the, of the tonic. quinine. The quinine, the quinine. Oh. tonic. Oh, I guess. Wait, what is lime? What are limes for? That's for uh, scurvy. The scurvy. Yeah, the things that. <laughs> That the sailors get or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. this it's funny. I, I don't know if this is true. I've never verified it, but I remember hearing a story that the drink, the gin and tonic, was created as a way to cut the taste of drinking the tonic, not as a way to make drinking the gin more palatable. Really? Because really? you know, in parts of the world where malaria is a concern and quinine helps fight you know, combat that, prevent it. Uh, you had to drink tonic, but tonic tastes horrible, at least. Does it? Well, I've actually come quinine, to like it, but I used to hate it. Yeah, quinine in general is not a great taste. It's a yeah. tough, it's like a very bitter kind of a taste. But also what I did learn is that um, tonic today has a lot less quinine in it than it used to. So okay. it used to be even more bitter Wow. than it is yeah. now. That so you can imagine fine, really yeah. desperately being like, I'm just going to pour this gin in here because holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's hysterical. Or it's like, All do right. some shots of gin first so then I can drink the tonic because I won't. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. Okay. Today we're continuing on with the book of Judges, reading chapters 17, 18, and 19. As we get started, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can re- listen to it. Uh, <laughs> Tenegro's the hardest time with it. I don't know why. Like, I really don't know why. It's because every single time I think I can do it without reading it. And I guess I can't do it without reading it for some reason. You can drink along with us or read. I don't know know what it is either. You can read along with us or drink while you're. It's not drink while you're in the car. That's for sure. Don't drink in the car. Don't do that. 
You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. There we go. Yeah, there it is. All right. So with that, we are moving on to Judges 17. was a man of the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Micah like the um the little the the rock that's what i mean the rock the what what is the rock's name Micah isn't not not that rock <laughs> oh. like a rock with Micah in it oh, oh wow you mean it's a okay. mineral yeah, yeah the mineral wow. that's it the, i <laughs> well that's, there's that's a lot Micah of Micah without an h that's just m i c a yeah but isn't that where this comes from maybe no? I, I think, think so. No? I think, I think MICA comes from science and geology. All right, well. But it's possible. Fine. It's possible they're related. It's yeah, hard, I it's just. It's hard to know. There's a lot of mica in uh, the rocks in Arizona, so I would uh, see them a lot. It's kind of that like silvery iridescent thing. Mm, yeah. I can tell you no, what it means. Fun. What? The name mica means who is like God? Well, <laughs> so I that's a go. good question. Who is like God? Yeah. Apparently, all of us and none of us. What if, what if God was one of us? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. But I guess the point of that song is that he isn't. So I don't know what the point of that song is. I'm just <laughs> spitballing here. Micah, meaning, yeah. He said to his mother, the 1,100 pieces of silver that were taken from you, about which you did utter a curse and also did and did also speak it in my ears. Behold, the silver is with me. I took it. All right. That's so super this, random. Yeah, this accelerated very quickly. Yes, um, it did. We don't well, even do know you, the hell this guy is. And then all of a sudden. Do you remember that in our bonus content, I think we talked about the fact that there is a theory that Micah may be the child of Samson and Delilah. Oh, right. Um, you mentioned that. Yeah. We talked about that. All I right. think some people mentioned because the fact that like Delilah was also paid 1100 pieces of silver mm. to oh. hand over Samson. Oh, well, that would make sense. And so it's like weird that the numbers, yeah, that the numbers align like that just right after the story of Samson. We yeah. can look more into That's that in the bonus content. But, but wait, but she yeah. had, she, they were taken from her. Those pieces of silver would, were also taken from her. Uh, apparently. What does he say? Can you read that again? <laughs> yeah. So he said to his mother, who maybe allegedly is D- D- not Dinah. That was that other chick like a long damn time ago. <laughs> what? Who is this? Delilah. Different name. Also a D name, but a different D name. Okay. Also, maybe not even her in the first place. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Allegedly, but maybe not. Um, so he said to his mother, the 1100 pieces of silver that were taken from you about which you did utter a curse and did also speak it in my ears. Behold, the silver is with me. I took it. Now he said like five <laughs> sentences in that one that was, sentence. Yeah, that was like a lot of exposition in one sentence. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I really like that from a storytelling perspective, we've jumped straight into the action. We didn't set yeah. it up. We're just right it's in the good. middle. It's great storytelling. Second of all, when you were reading it, in my mind, Micah's a little kid. You know, he's like, Mommy, it's like, Yo, you know Mom. that, that 1100 silver that you swore about? I heard you say a swear, and then you told me about it. I had it all along. Here it is. 
Oh no, I don't know if it's he had it all along. I don't think it is, it. but that's how I read it. Was as like a little kid saying that. No, he took it. Yeah, he stole it. Yeah, he got it back. Yeah, yeah. So his mother said, "Blessed be my son of Yahweh." All right, I guess she wasn't too pissed about it, which is good. He restored the 1,100 pieces of silver to his mother, and his mother said, I most assuredly dedicate the silver to Yahweh from my hand for my son to make an engraved image in a molten image. Now, therefore, I will restore it to you. What? What? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> what What about an engraved molten image? I mean, Wait, is he going like to make a bad plan. I feel yeah. like he's going to that she's going to make this silver into a molten version of Yahweh, and into Yahweh's not going to like that. Yeah, Yahweh yeah. hates statues. Even though it's supposed to be for Yahweh, he's yeah. still going to hate Yahweh. it. Of Yahweh, yeah, yeah, huh. he definitely will hate it. That's for sure. Cool. So, I mean, do we need to watch, listen, look at the message? <laughs> wow, I'm only <laughs> one of those. This three. cold is I'm really. Sorry. I'm really like. <laughs> You, yeah, my brain is being addled with because <laughs> I I have like 75 different types of herbs in my body, more kombucha than is known to man, and now alcohol. So that's all going real well. Great. Great. <laughs> okay. Be, be careful. Be careful. It's okay. I'm, I, I'm not on cold medication or anything. Okay, I don't that's really good. do that that's crap, good. but yeah. I've noticed you're cursing a lot more. Have you noticed that, Dedeker? I said crap. I didn't say anything. I said hell and I said crap and I said chick. Okay. I'm not saying the F word here. It all blended together. Sounds like regular Emily to me. Exactly. This isn't anything new. Okay. Uh, No, I think, I think we nailed it. I'm looking at the message here and it's pretty much what we just said. She said, well, although this is a little bit funny. So as he returned the 1100 silver pieces to his mother, she said, I had totally consecrated this money to God for my son to make a statue, totally. a cast God. I, I had totally oh. consecrated this money. A cast God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a statue. Yeah. We got so it. that definitely is what it is for. So, okay. When he restored the money to his mother, the his mother took 200 pieces of silver and gave them to the founder who made of it an engraved image and a molten image. And it was the in the house of Micah. So I wonder what shape they the made founder? it into. The founder oh, like, means a sculptor. Okay. Like, yeah. Like the foundry. I say, yes. Mm, I see, yeah. So he gave them to the founder who made of it an engraved image in a molten image, and it was in the house of Micah. The man Micah had a house of gods, and he made an ephod and teraphim and consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. Wait a minute. Was he old this whole time? Like older, like old enough to have a house and a son, and well, and his that's, son became uh, a that's priest. That's debatable because we don't really quite know what's the coming of age age mm, at this time. True. We don't know. Like, do you get married at fourteen and start having babies right away, and then you're, you know, by the time your babies are grown, you're like thirty. But one of these great. sons became a priest. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's he is a little bit older. I I probably threw us off by pretending that he was a young child. Who <laughs> daddy, his daddy, look. Solar. Yeah, mommy, mommy, <laughs> look. Yeah, exactly. So in those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. There was a young man out of Bethlehem, Judah, of the family of Judah, who was a Levite, and he sojourned there. That's a lot of different names. <laughs> well, yeah. The man, what do yeah. we got? We got it's a dude who's from Bethlehem. Bethlehem, Judah. It's Beth-Lehem-Judah of the family of Judah, who okay. was a Levite. <laughs> 
please. Got it. He was from yeah. the family of Judah, but was a Levite. Yeah. Interesting. I don't okay. know how all those things go together, but all yeah. right. So the man departed out of the city, out of Bethlehem, Judas, to sojourn where he could find a place. And he came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, as he journeyed. Micah said to him, whence you come, whence come you? Whence come you? Can you, I like when you do that with a little bit of a sort of a Whence come you? Yeah, whence yeah, come you? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> he said to him, I am a Levite of Bethlehem, Judah, and I go to sojourn where I may find a place. <laughs> Micah said to him, dwell with me and be to me a father and a priest, and I will give you 10 pieces of silver by the year and a suit of clothing and your victuals. So, oh, so he's like hiring him to be a priest I guess. since he's a Levite. Huh. Oh, oh yeah. Be yeah. my father. Be that. that that's to a me lot. a father and a priest. I don't Maybe he's a is. tiny boy, Jace. But they specifically <laughs> described this sojourner as a young man. Yeah, that's true. So well, he said, Micah said to him, "Dwell with me and be to me a father and a priest, and I will give you ten pieces of silver by the year and a suit of clothing and your victuals." So the Levite went in. The Levite was content to dwell with the man, and the young man was to him as one of his sons. And now or he's maybe like his, his father. Son. Yeah, his father or yeah, his, his son. son father, one of, one of the two, yeah. Micah consecrated the Levite, and the young man became his priest and was in the house of Micah. Then said Micah, now know that I... Now know I that Yahweh will do me good, seeing I have a Levite to my priest. <laughs> It's so weirdly written. It I'm sorry. Really it's really oh, tough. Like, oh, but he's like, oh, but Yahweh's really going to love this because I got an actual Levite to be my priest. Not one of them knockoff Levites. Exactly. Yeah. Actual yeah. full on bona fide Levite to be my priest. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The message says, now I know, now I know that God will make things go well for me. Why? I've got a Levite for a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I got me a Levite. Such <laughs> modern language. I love it. <laughs> Boy. And that's but it. Wait, but that's so it. in the background of all this, is there still this molten <laughs> image just hanging around? Like everyone, like, like Micah's going to go through all this trouble of getting this Levite priest and setting up a tabernacle or whatever, but Yahweh's going to see this molten image and just destroy everyone, right? Well, I'm surprised that, that God hasn't done anything about it yet. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah. I think we're setting up that bad things are going to happen here because he okay, did the probably. molten image, which we know is a no-no, and he's made a guy a priest just like on his own willy nilly pretty sure he can't do either Uh, i'm pretty sure this is bad 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 not good 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 (laughs) okay (laughs) who knows yeah all right i'm done oh wow okay it's one of yours yeah it's that your time has come one of you (laughs) my my time has come okay judges 18 in those days there was no king in israel that's the message i'm reading the wrong version oh okay Oh, hey, the first line's the same. In those days, oh. there was no king in Israel. And in those days, the tribe of the Danites sought them an inheritance to dwell in. For to that day, their inheritance had not fallen to them among the tribes of Israel. Jeez, why not? Yeah. The, I guess this means that of all the like parcels of land that would get divvied up that we learned about before, that at this time it hadn't happened yet. Maybe they really? still hadn't they still captured hadn't it gotten... or claimed it or yeah. Is it just like because that? there's no like king to do the divvying? Not quite possibly. This seems yeah, like a maybe. time of a great transition where there's a lot of like neighboring countries coming in and taking over. And so yeah. it would make sense that in the chaos of that, 
you know, trying to get back to the land that originally supposedly belonged to you, even though it kind of belonged to the Canaanites before that, um, right. yeah. might be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So they'd not gotten their land yet. And so they were looking around for a place to be their inheritance. The children of Dan sent of their family five men from their whole number, men of valor, from Zora and from Eshtaol, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said to oh, them... Ooh, ten were bad and two were good? I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah. maybe. Or there's only Wait, five, no, so it's five. Like three, were, three, were, three were bad and two were good? <laughs> we'll see how many okay. are good and how many are bad. And they said to them, go, search the land. They came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, and lodged there. Everyone's just hanging out with Micah. I know, everyone loves... Maybe he's at like a crossroads. He's a cool dude. Yeah. When they were by the house of Micah, they knew the voice of the young man, the Levite, and they turned aside there and said to him, who brought you here? And what do you in this place? And what have you here? <laughs> Jeez, didn't expect it was going to be interrogation. <laughs> yeah. heck are you? He said to them, thus and thus has Micah dealt with me, and he has hired me, <laughs> and I am become his priest. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, they're talking to the Levite guy. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're really like, so like, what's a nice Levite like you doing in a place like this? And he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm this guy's uh, priest man here. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm a priest, no big deal, but whatever. <laughs> uh, they said to him, ask counsel, we pray you of God, that we may know whether our way which we go shall be prosperous. Okay, they're like, oh, cool, a priest. Let's get some divination. The priest said to them, Go in peace before Yahweh is your way wherein you go. What? <laughs> is that a good thing? Yes. I think that was a yes. I think that was yes, that's good. Definitely. I think, uh, yeah, I think that was a yes, that's good. The message says, uh, the priest said, go assured, God's looking out for you all the way. <laughs> all right. All the way. Then the five men departed and came to Laish and saw the people who were therein, how they lived in security after the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and secure, for there was none in the land possessing authority that might put them to shame in anything, and they were far from the Sidonians and had no dealings with any man. The Danites are like, okay, this sounds lovely. Time for us to mess it up. Uh -huh. I guess so, yeah. They Something's going to happen here. <laughs> yeah, they came to their brothers, to Zora and Eshtaol, and their brothers said to them, What say you? They said, Arise, and let us go up against them, for okay. we have seen the of land, course. and behold, it is very good. We and found some people who are actually happy and not and bothering yeah, anybody, yeah. so That's, of course. We gotta, we gotta start some shit. We really do. Okay. Gosh. Also, we, we I hate, love- We hate people other than us being happy. Really. Right, right. That's true. Also, I love that this guy's name is Zora because I'm re-playing uh, Ocarina of Time and the Zoras are oh, all over Zoras. the place. Nice. Yeah, so yeah. that's all that I think of when you say that name. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so, for we have seen the land and behold, it is very good. Colon, mm -hmm. and are you still? D don't <laughs> are be you slothful still to good? go. Don't be slothful to go and to enter in to possess the land. It's like they came back and they're like, it's very good. And everyone's like, cool, man. He's like, no, no, no. Like, get up. No, we're <laughs> do yeah, come on and let's get it. <laughs> yeah. When you go, you shall come to a people secure and the land is large for God has given it into your hand. 
a place where there is no want of anything that is in the earth and the streets are paved with cheese. What? No, that, what? What? I, what? I, I, Excuse me? So wait, what? I, is, I, wait, <laughs> what? I was going for a, you know, uh, an American tale, five old situation. Oh, okay. I see. Because they're saying there's this land where there's no want of anything that's in the earth and there's no cats and the streets are paved with cheese and, you know. You know, I think I haven't seen that film in, in a really 25 long years, time. at least. Yeah, yeah I, not yeah. that long for me, but yeah. You know, I I watched uh, the the sequel a lot more frequently. Oh, the Five wait, Goes I thought Five the old best. Yeah, is okay. You weren't referencing Five Goes West. You no. were referencing an American Tale. The uh, American Tale colon the a real Five Old the original. <laughs> 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 Cool. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I was talking about the original movie, not not the sequel, Five Will Goes West. Okay. Okay, but what are the streets actually paved with? Gold. Nothing. Nothing. They're not paved. Nothing. There's no paved oh. streets. Where the streets have it's, no names. The streets have no names. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, so let me read the sentence as it's actually written. A place where there is no want of anything that is in the earth. There set forth from there of the family of the Danites, out of Zora and out of Eshtaol, Six hundred men girt with <laughs> weapons of war. Girt? Jeez. Girt. What's like G I R T? Girt it. Girt. Girt it. Girt. But G I R T. G I R T. Yeah, I've I've never heard this word before. Girt. Uh, it is the past participle of gird. Uh, like to gird okay. one's loins. It's yeah, like to how circle mm, with I a see. belt or a band. So yeah, that's uh, girt is to gird as turnt is to turned. I see. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. just throw those past participles all up in there. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They went up and encamped in Kiriath Jerim in Judah. Therefore, they called that place Mahane Dan. To this day, behold, it, it's behind Kiriath Jerim, right over there. <laughs> Behold, hey, look, it there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, it's not, it is a good land. They passed there to the hill country of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. Everyone loves stopping at this house. Jeez, I know. Then the five men who went out the... who. Oh my gosh. Then the five men who went to spy out the country of Laish answered and said to their brothers, Do you know that there... In these is in these houses an ephod and teraphim and an engraved image and a molten image. Now, therefore, consider what you have to do. Oh Whoa, boy! Did, okay, twist. so twist. hold on. That is a twist because those first five, those first five Danny boys were initially like super stoked that there was a Levite there. They're like, hell, hell yes, yeah. so we can get some divination. They can let us, you know, he can let us know if we're on the right track or not. But then they totally turn tail and just betray him being like, hey, by the way, there's a molten image here. So yeah, you know what yeah. you gotta do. Uh-oh. Maybe before when they were talking about seeing the Sidonians nearby, there was that line that said something about them being far from the Sidonians. I wonder if the land they were talking about being so great and safe was Micah's and not the Sidonians. Oh, you think so? I think, I think this might've been the plan all along. We just didn't catch it. Okay. So they turned aside there and came to the house of the young man, the Levite, even to the house of Micah and asked him of his welfare. Sup, bro. (laughs) The 600 men girt with their weapons of war, Girding who were, again. Who were of the children of Dan, stood by the entrance of the gate. 
All 600 of them. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to wait here. Don't yeah. mind us. The five men who went to spy out the land went up and came in there and took the engraved image and the ephod and the teraphim and the molten image. And the priest stood by the entrance of the gate with the 600 men girt with weapons of war. Oh, something really bad is going to happen. Probably. Do we, do we, gosh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. I'm excited. When these, when these went into Micah's house and fetched the engraved image, the ephod and the teraphim and the molten image, the priest said to them, what do you? (laughs) What? (laughs) What What do do you? you? What yeah. do you? So they went and took the stuff, and he's like, yo, what do you? What are you, what are you doing? Like, what the hell? Yeah. They said to him, hold your peace. Lay oh, your hand. Oh, jeez. It gets so good. Hold your peace. Lay your hand on your mouth and go with us. <laughs> Lay your hand on your mouth and what? And go with us. Oh, okay. <laughs> New twist. New twist. And be to us a father and a priest. Whoa. Wait, wait. They scalp him. Yeah. So they poached they him. Scoop him. They poached him. Yeah. They're like, okay, first of all, I'm going to start oh, using this I one also. Like, I'm like, scalped him? What? <laughs> Goodness. I'm like, excuse me, please lay your hand on your mouth. And yeah. also. Exactly. Dad agrees to just say that now. It's, I, I just imagined them like gently taking his hand and like placing it on his <laughs> mouth. coming with like, us. Shh, shh, lay your hand on your mouth. Lay your hand on your mouth. Okay. Wow. Wait, is that it? it no. No, we're, oh, only, oh, okay. we're only a little ways through here. Uh, okay. Is it better for you to be priest of the house of one man or to be priest of a tribe and a family in Israel? Mm. The priest's oh, heart was I, glad. I he was into it. The priest's heart was glad. And he took the ephod and the teraphim and the engraved image and went in the midst of the people. Wow. So they wait, t- so they took the image, though. Wait, They, wait. they didn't care. Yeah, no, They're I like, know. yes. No they one's took caught the, on yet. They took the molten god? Yeah. Oh, is that what they're saying? Yeah. The, this the is not going to be good image. for Dan, for, for all of the Danites. This is Dan, just like the in the Danies. ring when people keep watching that video and not making copies of it. <laughs> You're just like, oh. You're right. You're right. They're passing it around. It's the same thing. I don't know. Whatever. It's okay. fine. Okay, it's it's fine. She, was, it's fine. she was ridiculous. Little, what was her name? Samara? That's what? the one. Yeah. <laughs> Samara, yeah. So <clears throat> they turned and departed and put the little ones and the cattle and the goods before them. <laughs> cool. When they were a good way from the house of Micah, the men who were in the houses near to Micah's house were gathered together and overtook the children of Dan. Whoa, wait. Okay, so the tide has turned that then Micah's house is like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. So Okay, so this isn't like Micah living all on his own. He's, he's got a whole like town around him. Okay. Right, because this is the men who are in the houses near to Micah's house. Or no, he's like his neighbors, I guess. This must be his yeah. neighbors in town. So his neighbors came and then overtook the children of Dan. They cried to the children of Dan. They turned their faces and said to Micah, What ails you that you come with such a company? I'm lost. I'm... I don't know what's happening, but... I'm going to check the message real quick. Okay. Okay. Good idea. (laughs) Okay. So the message, they, they turned away and set out putting the children, the cattle and the gear in the lead. They were well on their way from Micah's house before Micah and his neighbors got organized, but they soon overtook the Danites. They shouted at them. 
The Danites turned around and said, so what's all the noise about? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Micah said, you took my God, the one I made, and you took my priest Uh... and you marched off. What do I have left? How can you now say, what's the matter? Okay. Okay. Very sassy in the message. Yeah. Yeah. Very sassy. Okay. Okay. So yeah. What ails you? That you come with such a company. Yes, he's like, what's wrong with you in the head that you come along like this? Okay. He said, you have taken away my gods, which I made, and the priest, and are gone away. And what have I more? And how then say you to me what ails you? The children of Dan said to him, don't let your voice be heard among us. (laughs) (laughs) Lest (laughs) lest angry fellows fall on you and you lose your life. With the lives Jeez. of your household. I Goodness. see. I see. It's kind of a, you know, Micah, it'd be a real shame if someone were to hear you and, uh, you know, something bad were to happen to you and your family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's Tribe of Dan's like the mob. Yeah. <clears throat> the children. <clears throat> Oh, and then they just walk away. The children of Dan went their way. And when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his house. They took that which Micah had made and the priest whom he had and came to Laish to a people quiet and secure and struck them with the edge of the sword and they burnt the city with fire. Okay, they did go kill those Sidonians. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, good. Well, yeah, figured. There was no deliverer because it was far from Sidon and they had no dealings with any man and it was in the valley that lies by Beth Rehob. They built this city on rock and roll. Sorry, they built this city <laughs> okay. and lived therein. Wow, okay. They called the name of the city Dan after the name of Dan, their father. Hey, that was like after 600 Dan. cities named Dan at yeah, this point. Seriously. seriously. Who was born, yeah, after the name of their father, who was born to Israel. However, the name of the city was Laish at first. <laughs> yeah, we Good. got that. Thank you. Good. Great. The children of Dan set up for themselves the engraved image, and Jonathan, the son of Gershom, what? the son of Moses, he and his sons were priests to the tribe of the Danites until the day of the captivity of the land. So they set them up Micah's engraved image, which he made, all the time that the house of God was in Shiloh. The end. What? Even. I don't know what just happened, but cool. Okay, this isn't like the end the of this story, though. It's going to keep going. Yeah, okay. the other shoe is still going to drop because it's this image to. is still around. Right? It has to. There's no way they can just leave this leave this be. Do you suppose that this Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Moses, is this this kid who got promoted to father and priest? I was wondering that, huh. too. I'm like, are we finally naming him now and we that's might be, what's, yeah. what's going on okay because he was well, a levite which moses was so that would make sense yes, that yes. that he could be yeah hmm. all right wow all right, well that, that was epic <laughs> yeah that occurred t- bring it bring us home in a minute after we talk about uh the ways that you can support this show all right judges 19 it happened in those days when there was no king in israel that there was a certain Levite sojourning on the farther side of the hill country of Ephraim who took to him a concubine out of Bethlehem, Judah. Now, is this the same Levite that ended up all set up with Micah? Is this a new Levite who's sojourning? Seems like it might be a new one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a concubine out of yeah. Bethlehem, Judah. Great. Yeah, love it. His concubine played the prostitute against him 
and went away from him to her father's house, to Bethlehem, Judah, and was there the space of four months. Uh, so he, she, she was like, F this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She just wasn't into it, I guess. Yeah. She's like, I can't live this nomad lifestyle. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Like, right. I, I hate living out in the country. Like, I, yeah, I'm a city girl. Just, yeah. Yeah. Her husband arose and went after her to speak huh. kindly to her, to bring her again, having his servant with him and a couple of donkeys. And she brought him into her father's house. And when the father of the young lady saw him, he rejoiced to meet him. Okay, so well, the father-in-law soups into it. Okay, great. <laughs> his father-in-law, the young lady's father, retained him. And he abode with him three days. So they ate and drank and lodged there. This is uh, some interesting grammar, but we, yeah. get the, we get the picture. We get the gist. Okay, everything seems fine. I'm not worried everything at all. Everything seems great. Not Nothing bad is going to happen, nothing. I'm sure. Yeah. It happened on the fourth day that they arose early in the morning, and he rose up to depart. And the young lady's father said to his son-in-law, Strengthen your heart with a morsel of bread, and afterward you shall go your way. Wow, this is exciting. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone from like battles and stuff to him being like why don't you have some food before you leave have some bread meet the parents uh, think what you can yeah think about your your choices here so they sat down and ate and drink both of them together and the young lady's father said to the man please be pleased to stay all night and let your heart be merry the man rose up to depart but his father-in-law urged him and he lodged there again Oh, oh, my gosh. I'm... Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> he arose early in the morning on the fifth day mm. to depart. Okay. Cool, and the cool. young lady's father said, please strengthen your heart and stay until the day declines. And they ate, both of them. They're just sitting around eating constantly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they enjoy eating. It's yeah. fine. When the man rose up to depart, he and his concubine and his servant, his, his father-in-law, the young lady's father, said to him... <laughs> Behold, now the day draws toward evening. Please stay all the night. Behold, the day grows to an end. Lodge here that your heart may be merry, and tomorrow get you early on your way that you may go home. Get you early. Okay, is this like the biblical origin of the like... You know, I really must go. <laughs> oh, I love it's it. cold outside. You know, he's like, I love stay it. and have some breakfast. He's like, I really got to go. And now it's late. You should spend the night again. It's, yeah, that's what's but, happening here. But the man wouldn't stay oh. that night. Oh. He's finally like, okay, no, seriously, dude. Yeah, seriously. seriously. But he rose up and departed and came over against Jebus. The same what? as Jer- the same Jebus. as Jerusalem. Jebus. Excuse me. Jebus is also the same as Jerusalem. I didn't know that. Jebus. 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 J e b u s. Jebus. Wait, you're not. You're not just screwing around with us. No, no I, it literally says in the text Jebus. Okay, <laughs> Emily's whole Emily's world is exploding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just because, like, I don't know, because like that's a lot of. It, I say Jebus just randomly, and then all of a sudden there it is. Yeah. It's Jeebus. Yeah. It really is Jeebus. It's meant to be, Emily. It's meant to be. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Apparently. But the same as Jerusalem. And there were with him a couple of donkeys saddled. His concubine also was with him. When they were by Jeebus, the day was far spent. And the servant said to his master, please come and let us turn aside into this city of the Jeebusites and lodge in it. <laughs> the Jeebusites. His... We've encountered the Jeebusites yeah. before. I guess we have. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, we say that for Jesus. 
It's Jeebus. <laughs> yes, but it's yes, actually Emily. Yes. Just, yeah. yes. Yep. Uh, okay. yes. Yeah, my mind is blown. Fine. It is. <laughs> His master said to him, we won't turn aside into the city of a foreigner. That mm. is not of the children of Israel, yeah. but we will pass over to Gibeah. He said to his servant, come and let us draw near to one of these places and we will lodge in Gibeah or in Ramah. So they passed on and went their way. Uh, this is This so is the exciting. most boring story. Seriously. <laughs> like, yeah. The most exciting uh, book of the Bible and somehow also has the most boring, drawn out, non-eventful story. Okay. So they passed on and went their way and the sun went down on them near to Gibeah, which belongs to Benjamin. They turned aside there to go in to lodge in Gibeah, and he went in and sat oh him God. down he in went. the street. <laughs> yes. He went in, and they went into the city that was Gibeah, and in Gibeah, they went into the city, and into that city is where they <laughs> yeah, went. I, this <laughs> Come is on. Not fun. <laughs> okay, so he went in and sat him down in the street of the city, for there was no man who took them into his house to lodge. There's no room and at so the end. Yeah. No room at the end. Got to stay on the streets. Behold, there came an old man from his work out of the field at even. Hmm. Now the man was of the hill country of Ephraim, and he sojourned in Gibeah, but the men of the place were Benjamites. Okay, so this this old man is okay. an Ephraimite, right. but in Gibeah, where we have gone in, the city to which we have gone in, Gibeah, uh, they're Benjamites. Yeah, got okay. it. He lifted up his eyes and saw the wayfaring man in the street of the city, and the old man said... Where go you, and whence come you? He said to him, We're passing from Bethlehem, Judah, to the farther side of the hill country of Ephraim. I'm sorry, I just the- realized I just realized what this old man said. This old man said, Where do you come from? Where do you go? <laughs> so this old man is Cotton Eye Joe, is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because okay. he's also working out All in the right. farm, uh, like out oh, on the yeah. fields too. Like he yeah, is yeah. he is literally Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. From there am I, and I went to Bethlehem, Judah, and I am now going to the house of Yahweh, and there is no man who takes me into his house. Yet there is both straw and provender for our donkeys, and there is bread and wine also for me, and for your handmaid, and for the young man who is with your servants. There is no want of anything. No wonder this this lady did not want this life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> He's like, we got everything we need. Some hay on the ground. And she's like, um... Yeah. <laughs> The old man said, Peace be to you. Howsoever, let all your wants lie on me, only don't lodge in the street. So he brought him into his house and gave the donkeys fodder, and they washed their feet and ate and drank. Is this going to happen again? <laughs> is that because this is going to happen not. again? That then he's going to, the next morning, he's going to be like, No, oh, stay for breakfast. Like, does everyone just freaking like, love this guy hanging out with them? <laughs> this is the story of the man who had no boundaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. <laughs> As they were making their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, certain base fellows. Oh, no. So base. Oh, here comes the trouble. Yeah. Beset I the mean, house- the trouble has been here, it's been around. Yeah, we've yes. been foreshadowing it for two chapters yes. now. Yes. yes, okay. So certain base fellows beset the house round about, beating at the door, and they spoke to the master of the house, the old man, saying, bring forth the man who came into your house that we may know him. This is kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, it totally is. When can, they're like, hey, your guests, we got to do him." <laughs> yeah, can I, um, can I read to you the message yes. real quick? They were relaxed and enjoying themselves when the men of the city, a gang of local hellraisers, surrounded the house and started pounding on the door. I just liked the band of local hellraisers. <laughs> Such hellraisers. Bring out the man who came to your house. We want to have sex with him. 
It's literally the yeah, same. It's exactly. It, keep going. I think it's going to stay the same. Oh my god, I'm scared. I'm okay. Yep. yep. Okay. So, all right. The man, the master of the house, went out to them and said to them, master "No, of my the house, <laughs> master <laughs> of the yep. house, keeper of the keys. Nobody can screw with my strange guests." Okay. <laughs> No, my brothers, please don't act so wickedly. Seeing that this man has come into my house, don't do this folly. Behold, here is my daughter a virgin. Mm-hmm. And we're back. Literally okay. the same thing that happened with freaking Lot. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Do whatever you want with her. No problem. Behold, here is my daughter a virgin and his concubine. What? You just offer up your guest's wife? Yeah. Apparently. Oh. <sighs> Them I will bring out now and humble you them and do with them what seems good to you. But to this man, don't do any such folly. Oh, this is disgusting. Yeah. Wow. This is. Jeez. Okay. Okay. What, what's going right. to happen? Who's. I, I don't can't, know. I can't tell who Yahweh is going to screw with the most. Like, or, or it's at true. all. Like, like who, is, who is the bad person here in this story? It's really ambiguous. Right. Because Lot I mean, was not, not the bad not person, ambiguous. even though he did the same thing. It's, yeah, it's true. It's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to drop in maybe a little content warning if you don't want to listen to this. Um, Actually, in all seriousness, we do want to give a content warning here. This story is going to get very violent and pretty graphic. Uh, So if that's something that will be upsetting for you or for the people that you're listening with, uh, we actually recommend that you just skip the rest of this episode. Only a few minutes left anyway, uh, but just skip it and we will see you next time. And with that, let's continue on. Yeah, um, you know, the stuff that we talk about in Sunday school. Good old biblical uh, stuff, yeah. But but the men wouldn't listen to him. So the men laid hold on his concubine and brought her forth to them, and they knew her and abused Jeez. her all the night until the morning. And wow. when the day began to spring, they let her go. <sighs> then came the woman in the dawning of the day and fell down at the door of the man's house where her lord, lord was until it was light. Her lord rose up in the morning and opened the doors of the house and went out to go his way. And behold, the woman, his concubine, was fallen down at the door of the house with her hands on the threshold. He said to her, up and let us be going. Jesus. Wow. (laughs) Dude. 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 Oh my goodness. This is awful. No wonder she didn't want to be married to this guy. Nah. (sighs) He said to her, up and let us be going. But none answered. Then he took her up on the donkey, and the man rose up and got him to his place. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, my God. Yes. I just read ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This is such, this is so dark. Okay. When he was come into his house, he took a knife and laid hold on his concubine and divided her limb by limb into 12 pieces and sent her throughout all the borders of Israel. Wait a minute. It, he like freaking like sevened her in se- pieces? Like, like you know, the movie Seven, like yeah, he put her in a box. 12 pieces. And it was like, what's yes. in the box? But it was 12 of her? Yeah. It was so that all who saw it said, there was no such deed done nor seen from the day that the children of Israel came up out of the land of Egypt to this day. Consider it, take counsel, and speak. What just happened? They did not. Okay, I I'm just gonna say they probably they probably did not teach you all that in Sunday school. This is the first time I've ever yeah heard anything about this story. I guess what? I guess all I can say is like no wonder that 
there's so much violence and oppression towards wi- towards women. Like women aren't named in the Bible. They're just mother or concubine. And then besides that, like randomly, they're just sexually abused and then divided into 12 pieces and sent to the different tribes of Israel. And it's like, whatever. Yeah, Consider I, it. Just, this is. Wow. Okay. All right, wow. y'all. How okay? This is a terrible, terrible note to end on, and I have a terrible <laughs> taste in my mouth. Like, yeah. how do we? This is okay. I do think just from very quickly scanning ahead that this story is going to continue. This isn't just oh great, the end. awesome. There's there's going to be more. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, all these people were the bad guy, and they all got horribly, horribly punished, and so we can feel good about that, or maybe not. Who knows? I doubt right. it. Maybe they all are rewarded with riches, and <sighs> you know, like. You told me a story, Jace, about like when we first started this podcast that like someone had mentioned like, oh, like your podcast is really funny. Like, do you think it's going to be okay for me to listen to like with my teenage daughter? Uh, right. And you were like, oh, yeah, it should be fine. I mean, like sometimes we swear like, but that's okay. But really more the thing to be concerned about is we're reading the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> um, good point. So, and I bet people would be like, oh, yeah, that's no problem at all. But it's like, no, it it is. I think it, it can it is. Be. It's kind of a problem because this yeah. is really intense and not yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like, gosh, I'm sorry. I'm just like in shock a little bit here. Uh, how do we? How do we get ourselves to be okay with going about our day after this story? This I am a little worried, bonkers. though, that like by looking into this, we're going to be spoiling the rest of the story because there is mm. more to the story. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the rest, like next episode is the last episode of Judges and uh-huh. it's going to be the end of this story. I'm pretty sure the whole rest is there's just two more chapters left and I'm pretty sure they're just the rest of this story. Yeah. Well, here's wow. a question. How do y'all deal with it when you watch something truly horrible on Game of Thrones? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Drinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few very horrible things on Game of Thrones. You just kind of have to know, like, well, it's a story. With this, though, I don't know. I mean, people. some people think it actually happened, so that's tough to think about. The issue that I've had with a lot of parts of the Bible, for sure. Yeah, but I guess you uh, you could say the same thing about most world histories right that there's terrible like think about the horrible things that various like kings of england and france and stuff did or had done to them by people who took over and you know there's some horrible stories in that too so i don't think this is unique to the bible at all no it's more like if you pay too much attention to history you're going to be horrified at what we are as humans well yeah i mean that's true yeah i i've said that like if you look too hard at at history or just the world in general, it's easy to get really like just upset about the way that the world is dealing with things at this present moment and maybe back then too. And you just kind of have to like do the little things that you can personally to to create justice in this world, I guess. That's why I'm vegan, for example. That's why we do our other podcast. Maybe why we do this podcast to a degree. Bring some like levity to the situation. So yeah. 
Well, thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. The theme song for the Book of Judges is The People's Dread Judges by Jace Lindgren featuring Emily Matlack. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. 